0: This is Pastor Shea, aka Chaplain G, coming back at y'all with another word of encouragement for today. So, yo, know, I have a lot of conversations with a lot of different people, right? And I have a I have conversations with people that are like, you know, I'm I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, or or maybe some folks that'd be like, you know, I I believe in God, I just don't I just don't believe in the local church, or, or I don't I don't believe in that organization essentially what they're saying is like i i want the benefits of living this holy life like i want the benefits that come from god the, the joy the peace the happiness the the grace the forgiveness like i want all that stuff but i don't want any of the hard stuff like i, I don't want i don't want the the feelings of guilt and shame and and uh regret I don't, I don't want any of that stuff. I don't, I don't want to be called out for my sins. I don't want to. I don't want people to tell me I'm in the wrong. I don't want to be told that I need to approve in these areas. I don't want to be told to stop sinning, living a sinful lifestyle. I actually want to live life the way I want to live life, and I just want to receive the blessings of God in the process just to help me make my life better. You know what I'm saying? And the problem with that is there's no way to do that in the Christian faith. The way that we get... The, the love and the peace and the grace of God is when we walk through our sinful patterns, we admit them to God, we repent of them, essentially like like pivot and shift away from them and pivot toward the grace and the mercy of Jesus. Like that that's, that's really the only way it works. Like we can't we can't just say we're all good with God when we're still living a life that's an enemy of God. It's it's like espionage, spy, spygate type stuff, right? Like you, you're saying you're of this kingdom, but you're actually working for the other kingdom. This doesn't, God doesn't get down like that. And I was reading this passage this morning, and it got me to thinking that how sometimes when we're in a space um, and we don't want to be told what to do, when somebody comes along and they point out our sin, our immediate reaction sometimes is just like. We, we, we get defensive and we want to fight, right? And that is indicative of a heart that doesn't belong to God. That's indicative of a heart that wants to continue living for itself. When you have a heart that wants to belong to God, when somebody comes and points out something that even, even our own selves, like we know, we know, you, you know that, you, that you're not living the right way. And somebody comes and they point it out. Heart that belongs to God, though it may though it may get defensive, understands and realizes, oh snap, like they're actually giving me godly advice. God would you forgive me. Paul ran into that. Paul ran into that in his first letter to the Corinthian church, uh, which is in modern day Turkey-ish, somewhere in there, right? He writes in this letter because he's hearing like all these rumors about stuff that they're doing, like they got weird. Stuff that they're doing in the church, man. That I don't even you got you got to go read it for yourself, man. It's they're doing they're doing some wild stuff. Like they're, they're just all over the place. Maybe it's because they're still uh, trying to figure out how to do this Christian thing culturally. What do we bring over? What do we reject? All that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe they're just living this life where they want the benefits of God without having to change themselves. Which is, which is probably more of what I think is going on, right? So Paul writes some another letter, Second Corinthians, and in this passage, he addresses the first letter. Let me just reach out, read, read this to y'all, and you see what I'm talking about. So this is this is Second Corinthians, chapter seven. I'm gonna pick it up in verse eight. Check this out. It says, for even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see that that letter grieved you, though only for a while. As it is, I rejoice. Not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whereas worldly grief produces death. There's two things that I want to point out here. One, um, this is what it means to be in the, in a community of faith. In a community of faith where people actually love you, they're going to point out your wrongdoing, not because it's going to hurt your feelings, but because it's going to bring you closer to God. Here's the second thing I want to bring up. We live in a culture right now where everyone is right. <laughs> the craziest stuff you think, the wildest ideas, no matter how wrong they are, are affirmed and celebrated. It's the strangest thing. And we can see the cultural decline because of it. There's no one that's coming along and saying, uh, no, that's that's wild. I don't want to call you dumb, but that's a, that's a dumb thing. Because it leads to death. Like, we can see it. So I'm not... And, and because people haven't received that in their life, now when people call them out, there's like a... Then you don't love me. If you think my ideas are dumb, or they're not right, or they're going to lead to death, that must mean you don't like me. And therefore, I don't like you. And I don't like how you're coming at me. Like, people go there, but it's because they've been affirmed every step of the way. Not understanding. Our very thought process is a broken and fallen thought process. Everything that we do has been tainted by sin, including our thought process. The Bible says that our hearts are wickedly deceitful. Who can trust it? Our minds are dead set against the things of God. Why would we not want a community that comes along and says, you know what, that's not right. The reason we don't want that is because we would have to admit, I don't have the right way, but there is a right way. And it belongs to God himself who came in the form of Jesus to tell me that right way. And now his spirit of God lives in me. He's telling me to do the right way, but I don't want to do that. So I'm gonna fight against it, and I'm gonna fight against anybody who tries to make me do anything other than what my bro- broken thought thought process wants to do. It's the condition of the human heart. We need Jesus in that process. And what Paul's doing here, he, as he wrote him that letter, he's like, "Man, I I regret writing you that letter in part because, like, I could see it hurt you. But on another part, I ain't sorry at all. Because what it did is, is it, it produced like this." this godly sorrow, this 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 godly grief that welled up in you and it drew you back to God. So on that part I'm not sorry because godly grief does that. Now when we grieve inside the world and we say, Woe is me, we're doing the, the belly button stare and we're just looking in our inside ourselves and you've told me I'm wrong and I have no way to fix it and, and now it's all on me and we go through this spiral of grief and it grows out of control. That's what Paul means. Like this this worldly grief, it leads to death. But when you have godly grief, you're like, man, my thinking has been wrong. That was a, that was a dumb idea. Y'all, I've had some dumb ideas in my life. And I thank God that I've been a part of a community of faith that's told me, no, that's dumb. <laughs> Don't do that. That would not be a good idea. That that will lead you away from God. It will ruin your family. It will ruin yourself. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Like the, the effects of death ripple out. And what that did inside of me, it produced a godly grief to where I walk away from those things. I might still be tempted by them. That's what the world does, right? We live in a state of temptation. But when we have uh, this relationship with God, when we have a relationship with fellow believers as god pushes things up against our conscience as people uh, tell us that what we're doing is not right and we need to go a different way those those two things work together and the hope is that it produces this this godly regret that we can that leads to repentance and turning away from those things and coming back to god so if you are not in a community of faith if you're not in a place where uh people are looking at your life and saying, yo, you're heading in the wrong direction. My encouragement to you is to get into one. It would be the best thing for you. Anyway, that's my word of encouragement for today as we as we head out into the weekend. Yo, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. It's free to y'all, man, but it means a lot over here because it means more people get to hear the message of Christ. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I love y'all. hope y'all doing well. I'm praying for you. And yo, until next time. Grace and peace.